Hi friends, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. If you're looking to inspire more people, have a positive impact on a global scale, build an influential and magnetic brand, and build a profitable business with your unique gifts and talents, then the Influence Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Jake Adam Davey, former high school French and Spanish teacher, turned international speaker, online business coach, and Instagram growth and monetization enthusiast. You can find tools, resources, and so much more on the website, jakeadamdavy.com. And you can also say hello on Instagram at jakeadamdavy. Please also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do feel free to leave a review. The more stars, the better, of course. But equally, if you're not enjoying it, you are still invited to leave a review. The one thing I would also ask is, of course, sharing is caring. So if you've listened to something or heard something in the podcast that you think you've enjoyed or would be useful and beneficial to other people, then please do hit that share button and pass it on to somebody that you know. I'd be so very, very grateful and so thankful if you did. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Influence Podcast. Hello, welcome along. This is episode number 71 of the Influence Podcast. And today... I'm really excited to introduce serial entrepreneur and marketing expert, Tom Poland. Tom started his first business age 24, and he's gone on to start and sell four other businesses, taking two of them international. Uh, In that time, he's led teams of over 100 people with an annual revenue of more than 20 million, which is absolutely enormous. Now, we're going to I'm going to give a bit more background to Tom in a minute, but we first came about and we first connected through a uh, a mastermind group. And again, this is such a great example of um I think the network your network is your net worth. And and having recently joined a new mastermind group uh, myself within the last 2 months or so, I've been incredibly fortunate to be able to connect with people like Tom uh who are operating at for me what is just the next level in terms of business and experience as well. Um, so absolutely delighted to to be able to interview him and introduce him on the uh, on the podcast. The main focus of conversation that we go through is regarding webinars and how to use webinars effectively to ultimately market what you do. And the promise in the, in the uh, that, that that Tom gives, uh, which I, I absolutely love, uh, and this is where we start, is how you can get enough leads for your business in under one hour every month, which, I mean, how could that not be appealing, right? If you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, the idea of getting enough leads for your business in under an hour a month is massively, massively appealing. So this is this is uh, Tom's uh, focus at the moment, and he's had some quite remarkable success with this. He's been in business for 25 years, since about 1995, um, when he's dedicated, or since then, uh, having dedicated himself full-time um, you know, professionally to helping business owners to live in that fulfilling personal and professional life whilst also adding value to their clients and their own businesses as well. At the last count, and this is staggering, uh, Tom's process has helped over 2,000 business owners across 193 different industries and four continents to develop and grow their business. Many have gone on to add millions to their earnings and their testimonials are all on his website. Uh, and the website link, I'll give that to you now, and we give it that to you at the end as well, is leadsology.guru, leadsology.guru. Um, Tom's work has been published, and we're going to talk about his book as well, Marketing with Webinars. His work has been published in 27 countries, and he shared international speaking platforms with the likes of Michael Gerber uh, from the e Richard Koch, 
um, from the 80-20 principle and Brian Tracy as well. That is quite a remarkable lineup. And this latest book, Marketing with Webinars, it gives you a proven step-by-step method, as I mentioned previously, for generating new client inquiries in bulk and without significant cost or complication using webinars, which I think is really, really exciting. And the only other thing I'd add to this before we dive in is it, it, I, I run um, my own sessions. I run sessions with uh, with, with one of our clients, um, uh, teaching and training on webinars as well. And uh, we had a uh, an open forum yesterday um, where we were looking at conversations and such. And uh, I mentioned Tom's name. I mentioned that I'd interviewed him on the podcast that morning. And it was it was remarkable because two people on that um, on that mastermind held up Tom's book. They had it on the desk. I held up the book uh, and said, "This is the the book that he he sent." I'm reading through at the moment. And two other people on that mastermind uh, also held up Tom's book. So I just thought this is incredible. So he's 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 clearly. Get, you know, getting into, he's clearly very, very well established. Of course he is, right? But I just found it fascinating how just off the cuff, somebody that I'd spoken to that morning and held up the book, uh, suddenly two other people on the, a mastermind session that I was uh, I was running uh, also had that as well. So it, it just gives you an idea that like he, he really is out there. But he's, he's adding so much value at the moment uh, and he's quite an incredible character. I know that we'll have a lot of fun uh, we do have a lot of fun in this interview, and I know that you'll have a lot of fun listening as well. So let's do it. Let's dive in. This is episode 71, how you can get enough leads for your business in under one hour a month with Tom Poland. Enjoy. Okay, awesome. I am extremely excited to introduce Tom to the podcast today. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Very much appreciated uh, and being with us on the Influence podcast today. It's, it's a privilege to be here. Thanks, Jake. No, that's a, it's, a, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go straight in with it. I, 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 I'm always interested about where best to start, but I think, I, I, let's just do it. How, well, I mean, is it really possible, Tom, that you can generate enough leads to feed your business um, in less than an hour a month? Yes. Next question. Yes, it is. Because, <laughs> because what, if you look at effective marketing, the, what's the most effective marketing method, which was certainly the oldest one, is speaking to groups of people. And if you have any, anyone has any doubt about that, you just have to ask themselves how many clients Muhammad, Christ, and Buddha have. And there's billions of them, and, and they're still paying quite a lot in the way of fees every year to those causes, uh, and good for them. And all those three gentlemen did was speak to groups of people, mostly small groups of people. And it, so if you combine that oldest, most effective marketing method in the world, speaking to groups of people, with the most modern marketing medium, which is the internet, what you end up with was webinars. So, so speaking to groups of people is one of the most powerful ways to generate interest in any subject or person for that matter. So one group, one hour each month, you can, and this is exactly what we do and it's exactly what I teach, you can generate all the leads you need for the, for the upcoming month. That's incredibly, uh, for me, that's incredibly exciting and incredibly appealing as well. Um, and when we connected, we connected a, a number of weeks ago and you very kindly sent me a copy of your book. I'm holding it up for anybody who's, who will be watching the, the video version. Um, but if you're listening to the audio, uh, holding up Tom's uh, book, uh, Marketing with Webinars. I guess I would ask marketing with webinars because in my mind, I would always suggest kind of selling with webinars. So that would be the way that I would, I would have thought about it. Ah, so, yes, there's a lot of confusion about the difference between selling and marketing. Yeah, tell us, tell us. Well, 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 selling is what you have to do when your marketing sucks. Um, you know, five, five ways to close the sale. Never take no. You know, no is just a request for more information. Twist their arm. 
uh, get, you know, it's, it's selling is convincing, whereas marketing is confirming. And what, what good marketing does is it simply puts an offer in front of someone who's already looking for that offer. That's yeah. what smart marketing does. I mean, we reverse engineer it from marketplace needs. So we create a product or a service that we know people are looking for, but then we put that offer in front of people that we know are already looking for the offer. So selling becomes redundant. And, and if you're a sales trainer out there, don't, don't feel too bad because marketing, you know, marketing is what we have to do when our selling sucks. <laughs> you better, you better be darn good at one or the other, but for my money, marketing is, more organic it's easier i'm essentially a lazy person so i like to get the best possible result with the least possible effort but if you if you think about that when you you know a lot of, a lot of my clients are coaches consultants and trainers so they have an inquiry they have a one-on-one -on -one meeting generally with a prospect prior to the to that person engaging as a client yeah during that meeting you you really want to be speaking with people who you know can afford to work with you because they've confirmed it and you know they're ready to start working with you if you agree it's a good idea uh, and they know how you work with your clients. So there's no great mystery to that. In other words, you re when, you, when you get to the point of one-on-one, -on -one, so we've gone for this big group webinar to a one-on-one -on -one conversation. At that point, you really want people to be incredibly well qualified. Otherwise, you're in grave danger of wasting your time and their time and everyone just gets frustrated. I call it milking mice. You know, you're trying to get milk out of a little mouse. You, you know, it's better to try and get milk out of a cow, right? It's a whole lot easier. And frankly, they were not born to deliver much milk mice. So milking mice is a metaphor for people who aren't a good fit for what you've got or can't afford to work with you or for whom the timing is not right. It's just too hard. Amazing, amazing. Well, I feel like we should have started with that, the milking, milking mice that would have, would have grabbed the attention from the start. I mean, I think it. about it, it's, it's frustrating if you're trying to get milk out of a mouse, but, but it's also quite painful for the mouse, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got these poor people on consults who really can't, because I mean, the classic consult, the people offer a consult when they finally get there. Yeah. And the person attending the consult, the prospect doesn't have any idea of the pricing. They don't really have, they've got this really vague idea how, 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 how it all works. Uh, and they might not have even checked the calendar to see if they can actually uh, start. So you have all these, you know, most, most consults don't convert simply because the prospect wasn't fully qualified. So, and that comes back to the webinar again. We want, a, we want a group of people to present to because there's safety in those numbers. There's only 3% on any given group are going to be ready to take action and move forward. So you can work back from those numbers and say, well, if I want, say, six new clients every month, I'm probably going to need a couple hundred people on the webinar once a month. Okay. All right. So, so let's, I mean, could we, where should we, I was going to start with the numbers, but I'm thinking let's, let's maybe keep it a bit of a broader picture to start with and, and ease in. So right. the majority of people that would listen to, to, to the podcast are, uh, they're, they're business owners, entrepreneurs. Uh, we have a lot of coaches that listen, but we have a lot of people who are either building their personal brand, um, right. and we have naturally people within e-commerce as well. Because ultimately, any any of those audiences can kind of leverage uh, Instagram to, to to build their business effectively. And and for me, gotcha. I would say Instagram is a is a wonderful platform if you're one of those people to get out and connect with more uh, right. more of the right people for your business. So. If, 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 there's a, if, if I'm a coach um, listening, for example, and I've heard of webinars, it's kind of something I'm, yeah, I, you know, I've heard of the, the, the great numbers and the stats and things. Mm. How do I get started is probably the, the wrong question, but how do I get started? <laughs> right. Well, well, 
there's the two biggest challenges that, and we've done a lot of surveys and 50% of people say they like the idea of marketing with webinars, but they're not moving forward with it. A, because they don't know where to get the audiences from and B, how do I put together the content in a way that's memorable, that's engaging, that's interesting, gives me good karma, you know, everyone gets some benefit and I still make sales. Yeah. So they're the two big questions that people focus on. Because if you, you know, I always say to people, just imagine it's Thursday morning, you wake up and you check your, you check your clock and you see, oh yeah, it's two hours and I'm presenting a webinar. I've got a webinar and there's going to be 500 people there and I have a terrific presentation. I know people are going to love it because I've run it before and people rave about it and I'm going to pick up some clients. Would you want to go and present that, that webinar? And the answer invariably is a resounding yes. If, if I've got a qualified audience and I've got a great presentation that people love, of course. So, so when you look at it like that, they are really the only two significant obstacles you have is where do I get fresh audiences from and how do I present this thing so that a people love it. And I also pick up some new clients. Yeah. So it's the, the little question, but they're quite big answers. Um, the audiences, you've got a lot of different options for audiences and, and identifying where people hang out is the easiest thing in the world. Cause you can just Google search them, you know, entrepreneur, a webinar and you'll get millions of people are running webinars for entrepreneurs. But, but really we want to get an audience. We want to be able to repeat the getting of the audience from one month to the, to the next and one year to the next and so on. Yeah. So the best source of audiences are actually other people's networks. what I call OPN. Okay. So right now I'm speaking to your network. So Jake, you're a, an OPN partner. You have a following of people for the wonderful work you do on Instagram um, a percentage of those will have an interest in marketing webinars. And here I am marketing to an OPN partner, other people's network partner. So other people might call it joint ventures. I call it OPN because other people's networks because it's a little bit different, but you can get, I get regularly 500 to 1000 registrants for my webinar every single month yeah. from four partners who agree to promote my webinar once a month. Why would they promote? Let's, let's put this back into the audience. So, if you're an audience, you're listening to this, why would, on earth would you, would you probably wonder yourself, why on earth would someone want to promote my webinar? I mean, well, the first reason is because you've got a fantastic webinar, it's great content. And the person who's going to promote it is getting thanked by their email subscribers for introducing those subscribers to you. It's a yeah. presenter. That's yeah. the first reason. I, I turned down an opportunity to do quite a profitable joint venture this morning because the person, I had a look at their webinar and it was half hype, um, and half, you know, BS and maybe, well, okay, maybe 5% of it was added value, but it was one of those crass selling, you know, buy it now testimonials, Ginksu steak knives, count gun alarmers, you know, don't miss out and so on. One of those webinars. Well, I don't want my brand associated with that, but if it had been a fantastic webinar and my email subscribers were emailing me and saying, you know, I imagine they would email me and say, thank me for introducing it. Then sure. I would have promoted. Yeah. So the first reason is you've got, Terrific, valuable, engaging, memorable, interesting content. That's the first reason. Yeah. The second reason is reciprocity, which is the most, to my, in my world, I believe it's the most, uh, the least spoken about and yet the most powerful force in marketing. People really don't understand the power of reciprocity, but essentially all reciprocity means is that unconsciously we like to keep the score around giving even. Yeah. And, and if someone does something cool for us, we feel magnetically compelled to want to do something cool for them. So what our system is, we identify the people that might be interested in promoting a webinar and we do something outrageously great for them, such as promoting their stuff. 
yeah. there's no strings attached. We'll do that regardless. But after we've done that, then we approach them and say, hey, I hope that promotion went really well for you. Um, would you be open to having a conversation about growing each other's email lists even further? And we know they're already actively marketing. We've, we've done something cool for them. And so their eyes pop out of their head and they go, hell yes, what have you got in mind? And that's when we have the conversation about supporting a webinar. Now, the sequence, all of that is so important. First of all, we've done a good job of identifying the prospective partner who's going to promote our webinar, of qualifying them. We have an algorithm for that, amongst other things, of approaching them, of adding value to their world, and then popping the question, the value proposition. So, so the sequence is very important, but if you run that sequence uh, correctly, yeah. then month after month, year after year, literally decade after decade, you will have full webinars every single month and you can present once to a fresh audience every single month and generate all the new inquiries you need over the coming three weeks with the follow-up system. I love it, I love it. So the, the OPN, um, uh, was the, the first element and then the, the, the reciprocity. Um, and I'm tripping over my words a bit there. The reciprocity and the idea of, you know, within, with, with those, those open network partners, um, ultimately it, the idea that obviously they're giving you something or if actually you're, you're extending the, the invite first, right? So you're, you're kind of giving them. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing something cool for them. We're marketing something that we know is important for them to get their message out about to the marketplace. Yeah. And, and having, having done that without any strings attached, we've made our little part of the world a better place because we've got someone's valuable ideas out to our marketplace. Yeah, yeah. I'm a great believer in karma. You know, I, want, I, want to do, I don't do what I call karma marketing. It doesn't matter if people buy or they don't buy. Well, yes, it does matter. But I want to make sure the world's a slightly better place to whoever we've been marketing to, whether they buy or not. Yeah, yeah. So... So we, we, that's, and I'm, I'm underlying the fact that we do this without strings attached because it's actually, there's probably no such thing as a purely selfless motivation, but we're not saying, you know, Jake, I will market your uh, Instagram webinar if you do something for me in return. No, we just do it and we make the world a better place. And we find that I would say 80 to 90% of the time, people want to reciprocate. People yeah. want to promote our webinar because we've done a bang up job of, of marketing them. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And and I, I aside from 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 those obvious things as well, I, I guess the other advantage of that is that you're not necessarily looking at marketing costs. You're not looking at ad spend. Uh, you know, you don't have to get into the complications of Facebook ads, which a lot of coaches and business like they just don't want to do that. They just want to focus on what they're doing, right? Well, well, that's right. I mean, first of all, if you look at any sort of pay per click, whether it's um, getting found SEO, search engine optimization, pay per click, Google ads, LinkedIn ads, Facebook ads, and and setting up a funnel, and I, and I've done this. I spent eight years doing it, so I know it can be highly profitable. Well, it used to be highly profitable. We could get Facebook uh, opt-in subscribers for a dollar a pop. Yeah, that was pretty profitable because then we could we could nurture them as quality content, and when they're ready to buy, they'd buy. But now it's twelve dollars, and it's like the gold rush in California, 1849, you know, all these people going off to buy click funnels or whatever they're buying, <laughs> LinkedIn automated platforms, et cetera. You know, who's making the money, who made the money from the gold rush? It wasn't, it wasn't the people mining for gold. It was the people selling tents and pickaxes and shovels and pans. And it's exactly the same. Now the people that are making money out of Facebook advertising are people selling the tools the platforms mm. and people yeah. that are mining for the gold are actually doing the Facebook ads. Not very many of them are actually making a profit. And most of them 
just like the gold miners, have a fair crack at it for a couple of years, then give up and move somewhere else. Yeah. And, and that is the sad reality of, of pay-per-click advertising. It's expensive. To do it well, effectively, it's really complicated because you have to split test every part. And there's, there's, there's going to be at least seven steps in each side of that split test. So there's going to be, for example, an advertisement with different, two different advertisements, with different colors or different titles or something. You only change one element at a time. Otherwise, you don't know what was working, what's best. And they're going to lead to two different landing pages with two different offers and two different free offers and then two different low price points. And, then, and so each step in the, that minimum of seven steps has to be split test. And one challenging the other, you kill off the loser each step and try to replace it with someone to challenge. So it's complicated and it's expensive. And so don't do it. Uh, because... <laughs> By the way, in addition to being complicated and expensive, it doesn't work very well. So we, we, we've measured it. We know that if we get a subscriber from a Facebook ad, not only are we paying typically $12 for that subscriber versus completely free from someone else's network, but someone else registering for our webinar from someone else's network is literally 20 times more likely to buy than a Facebook advertisement subscriber. That's, that's expensive, incredible. complicated, and relatively ineffective. Don't do it. Mm. Wow. Um, well, I, I, <laughs> I love that. I'm laughing because I'm looking at the, the, the schedule of when all these interviews and conversations are coming out on the podcast. And, and this comes out at a similar time to somebody who professes that Facebook marketing is, is kind of the best thing since sliced bread. So, um, and of course, right? Of course. That's, that's the beauty of it. We all, we all, right. we all put right. some, the. <laughs> If, yeah, look, I've just 40, 40, 40 mumble years now in sales and marketing, and and I and, I, and I've done pay per click, and it was, and as I said, it was highly profitable in the early days, but it's just become too expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a bucket load of people making money out of it. There's no question. It's just other people selling the metaphorical equivalent of the tents and the jeans and the pickaxes and the, <laughs> and the and the pans. So this, so webinars themselves, then the, I guess. I, you know, when I've spoken with clients in the past and the, whether that's the case that they've, they've already got, say, an audience on Instagram, uh, I, I've, I work with clients at the moment and I do coaching and, and, and mentorship with webinars and helping them develop, develop their webinars as well. Um, and one of the first, almost one of the first things that they come to is, I want to do this evergreen. And I, I even had a, right. um, a conversation, I was in a, what was it the other day? I spoke to me the other day and they said, oh, I'm going to turn it evergreen. Um, and I said, okay, yep. okay how, many, how many have you done? Oh, this will be the first one. So right. just again, uh, for, for, for the, the, the lingo, for people listening, uh, evergreen, um, I guess as it sounds, the idea that rather than delivering a webinar live again and again and again every week or every fortnight or every month, it's a case of, Let's do it once and then record that. And then all we do is we just share a recording in, in the future. Now, I'm not knocking that either way, but I'd love to get your no, take on that. Right. Well, it's not where you want to start. Let's put it like that. It's, um, if, if you can't convert leads live, you sure as hell aren't going to convert them as an evergreen. And, and so, so that's the first thing. Because with webinars, engagement is the big problem. People are sitting there, they've got Outlook open or iCal or something, you know, they're checking Facebook feeds. And we've all done it. We've all started, you know, attended the webinar and we just, well, I'll just, I'll just clear my emails. You know, if Tom says something interesting, I'm, I'll tune in. But off we go and clear the emails. There are so many different distractions when people are sitting in front of a laptop or a computer or on a tablet or a phone screen. So many different things they can be doing. And yeah. they do. Yeah. So engagement is a big challenge. So 
if, if, if people are not engaging, they're not buying full stop. So, and, and we measure engagement levels of every single webinar we run, we measure engagement levels. We have a platform that measures it and we benchmark and against our own, against thousands of other marketers. So, you know, we, we, we treat it pretty seriously. So I would say this, if you can't create engagement to therefore get people buying on a webinar, you sure as hell aren't gonna do it when it's evergreen, if, if a live, I should say, on a live webinar. Second thing is this, are you gonna tell people it's not live? And this is where people, uh, uh, <laughs> but I, well, absolutely you should, because otherwise then yeah. the first exposure to your brand is one of deception. Hmm. If you set up stealth or something like that, and, and you can set stealth stuff in lots of different ways and, and um, webinar jam and so on, you can do it different ways. But if you set it up as if it's live, pretending it's live, and people figure that out, which by the way, they will, because <laughs> this is not exactly a new, new, new concept. Yeah. Then, as an audience member, I would be sitting there and thinking, wow, okay, so your, my first exposure to your brand is one of duplicity. I wonder if it'll get any better after I pay you money. Hmm. Probably not. Yeah. So, so let's not do bait and switch straight off the bat, for God's sake. You know, let's, let's be honest, direct, and transparent with people. If you're going to run a webinar, state plainly, this is an evergreen webinar. It is not live. But here's why you should tune in. And you can, you can, there are lots of different ways to increase engagement, even on Nevergreen webinar, but don't start there. You know, you got, you got to, you can run after you learn to walk, but if you try to do it before you've learned to walk, you're going to fall over a lot and hurt yourself. It's going to be a waste of time. I, I think, I think last, last, last thing on that, Jake. Yeah, please. Why, why would you want to even want to do a webinar? If you could do one live one and have a thousand registrants once a month for an hour, why, why would you want to run the risk of doing, you know, evergreen ones? Hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, it, I, I guess it comes, I, I mean, I don't know. It, 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 it comes down to, I guess the idea that it's, it, it feels very appealing. So I guess that's where the, the, the initial. I, the, absolutely. I mean, grab your laptop and sit on the beach for an hour a day, a little the money wash over your beautiful body because it's all automated <laughs> and it's easy and you can just sit there and watch the bank account balance grow. I mean, that's the sexy value proposition, right? Who yeah. wouldn't want that automated yeah. income? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's the emperor's clothes, you know, it doesn't, he's, he's not dressed. He is sitting on the horse. He is butt naked and everyone else might be pointing at him saying what beautiful clothes emperor, but you can see the naked. And so I'm calling out the nakedness right here, right now. Um, if, if it, if I don't think it works, I'm going to say, I'm not saying I'm right all the time. I'm just saying based on my experience and observations, um, the people making money out of those are like the, the suppliers to the gold rush. So just, people selling the tools. Yeah, no, I, 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 and I fully agree. And I think there's, um, for, 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 for me for a long time, uh, you know, I hold my hand up and say, I, I was straight in, how, you know, how do I get, turn this evergreen? But thankfully from my coach as well, very quickly corrected. And it's a case of no, we, it, it's, as you, as you mentioned before, right. With every element of this type of business, there is testing and, and, you know, whether we, yeah. whether we talk about Facebook ads, which we, we chatted about before, but even when you, we, we've talked about webinars, you said, you know, there are, there are, elements of testing all the way through and such just to ultimately maximize as yeah. much the engagement and of course the, the conversion as well. The um, thing Jake is there's a lot of competition out there for webinars. Yeah. How, how are you going to get so bloody good at it? People are mesmerized. Well, that only happens with practice. Yeah. You don't get better at golf without practice with the singing or art or anything. Everything takes practice. So if you want to be a true master of your trade and have people look at what you do as being something pretty seriously awesome, you need to practice a lot. Yeah. 
And yeah. you ain't going to do that by sticking out one evergreen webinar. Yeah. That, that comes back to, that makes me think of the, uh, I don't know if it was first Malcolm Gladwell who, who, uh, or certainly it was Malcolm Gladwell who I heard it from, but the idea of the 10,000 hours, you know, 10,000 hours of practicing a specific um, thing yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To, to kind of become a master at it. Um, for, I mean, for me personally, my background in teaching. So the idea of, of, a, of a webinar, it, I, I really enjoy it because it feels like teaching. Uh, yes, we're not in the classroom with screaming 11 year olds and things, but right. like, you know, it feels like teaching and, and education. I think as you, as you, it comes back to the idea that you said before, which is you're creating something which is, and, and I, I guess let's, let me ask you this question before we kind of move, move into the, the, mm. the, the lightning round, but how is how how do you balance the the because because ultimately i think a lot of people think well the webinar is a vehicle to to convert and it's to to generate sales and generate leads and such but how yeah. do you also ensure that you've got that balance between the engagement and the interest and the the education and as you say just a really cracking webinar but also right. it does its job or what i would perceive as it doing its job which is generating leads for your business as well Right. Well, um, let, let's go back to the objective of the webinar, which you quite rightly said. In this case, it's not, it's not a training or a teaching webinar as such. It's not, the purpose is not primarily education. The purpose is to, is to motivate the right people to reach out and book a time to talk about becoming a client or, yeah. or to, you know, sometimes to pull out their credit card and order a product. So given that that's the context, then the most important thing, the most important objective that comes before that result is to demonstrate your capability to deliver on the promise that was in the title. So, so let's say the promise is, you know, the title rather is, is, you know, live demonstration, come and see how my clients are 27 cities around the world are generating all the leads they need, uh, or mostly all the leads they need in, in, in one hour a month using webinars. So if that's the title, yeah. the most important thing for me to do during the whole presentation is to demonstrate my ability, capability of being able to show you how to deliver on that. Yeah. So that, that gives us context for the content we need. Understanding that it's important also to give people value, whether they buy or not, karma marketing, which I referred to before, you can't give too much away. Mm -hmm. And and because this is another question I get a lot is, well, how much do I give away? Do you know if I give away some people, if I give it all away, people won't buy. Well, <laughs> yeah. Question, you know, do you want to work with dumb people and people who are broke? Answer, not really. Uh, and pardon me for using the judgmental term dumb, but I, I can help ignorant, but you, you can't help stupid, you know, as I've always say. So if, if they're stupid enough to think that they can take all the expertise that my client has and replicate that without any support or help or guidance or coaching or training, then good luck to them. Yeah. I mean, the real secret of success is not that you have to be smart. It's just that you only have to be smart and how dumb you are. So, so the smart ones are smart enough to know that they need help to implement this thing, whatever it is. And the ones that have money and are smart will, will hire you. They'll, yeah. they'll book you and they'll go, I need help with this. Help me implement. So I would say, don't worry about giving too much stuff away within the hour that you have, or I take 90 minutes with a lot of mine, but I want to deliver as much detail as I possibly can. But I do always start with a caveat that this is kind of be kind of like your, you know, I'm going to show you entire. you're going to come to my showroom or like a car showroom and you're going to sit in the car and you can all come to the hood and I can show you, you can rev the engine. You can even take it for a spin around the block. But if you want to build a car, you're probably going to need a hand for that. And yeah. that's what I'm here for. But let's have a look at the car yeah. and off we go. Yeah. So we try to make it clear to people, quite explicit in fact, that 
you know, the, the, they will probably want a hand to build this thing, but let's tell you everything about it that we can in the time we've got. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I think, I, I guess I'll say it now before we, uh, cause I'd, I'd love to go into the, the quick fire round and I'll say it again at the end, but yeah. uh, um, as I say, I've worked with a lot of clients and I um, support them yeah. with their webinars and such. Um, I would highly recommend anybody that's listening, if you are running a webinar or considering running a webinar, or if you're in the process of creating your first webinar, if you've been doing it for a while, going to watch Tom's webinar, um, because he, he literally lives and breathes. He does this all the time. And I think you can never get enough. We talk with our clients, you know, go and watch other people's webinars. Um, so I would, I'm, I'm going to highly, highly recommend that anybody that's even considering that watches your webinar um, and, 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 and learns from you about this craft, which, you know, as you say, the, 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 the opportunities here are quite remarkable. Um, yeah. so I'll put a link in the, in, in the, in the show notes. Um, it's going to be, so for you to, for you to, um, get access to that, it's going to be jakeadamdavy.com forward slash Tom. Um, so I'll put the link in the show notes, but well. we'll come back to that at the, at the end Tom. But I just wanted to mention that there before we, we move away from webinars slightly, just because, um, for me, it's always the best way. Again, I come back to, to teaching because it's, it's something I did for eight years. But whenever I knew I needed to improve an area of my teaching, you know, whatever that might be, you'd, you'd seek out who was the best teacher in the school for that. And you would go and watch them and you'd learn from you, take notes and all these types of things. And, mm-hmm. and I know that when, you know, when yours goes live, when, when does it actually go live, Tom, can I ask? The book? The, 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 the book uh, the, that launches yeah. in... Right, the 7th. December three, and the week after, we have uh, we we we're offering a free boot camp on marketing right. and web. Okay, fantastic. So the book comes out on December the third, and then you got the free the the, the boot camp. Okay, is that a something that a week later? Okay, perfect. And is that the would that be the thing that you recommend people come to see so they can kind of see you in action? Uh, absolutely, because during the well, first of all, the book is kind of like the roadmap for for why you would run webinars and how to run them and where to get audiences from and content and everything else. But there's nothing like being there live, is it? And so, so I'll demonstrate to everyone exactly how we do all of those things in what else but a series of live webinars. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we we'll, we will put the link as I say. I'll put the link in the show notes for that. But I would highly recommend uh, anybody listening goes and, and, and checks that out. Um, let's move into the, 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 the quick fire round, Tom, if I may, just cause I'm conscious of, of time. Looking uh, forward to it. No, it's so it's quick fire questions. It doesn't have to be quick fire answers. Um, but just again, just a little bit more about yourself. Uh, really, do you have uh, an unusual morning or daily practice that you do that maybe really sets you up for the day or perhaps that other people find a little bit unusual or a bit strange? Look, I, I meditate every morning. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's particularly unusual or particularly strange, but it's probably not that common. Um, but I, I, I'm a great believer in the. I'm a, I'm a great um, disciple of increasing consciousness and awareness. Yeah. And I find meditation is the best way to do that. So last thing at night, I meditate. First thing in the morning, I meditate, and uh, I find that uh, my ability to get stay above situations. And my ability to stay centered and calm in the challenging situations, which, which we inevitably all create in our own lives, uh, is enhanced quite significantly by that. So that, that's my morning routine. I do that, I should have, say, after immediately, uh, immediately after jumping in the swimming pool to try and wake up. Otherwise, I fall asleep during my meditation. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask, may I ask just a bit more on that, just more personal interest? Is it a particular practice that you do or do you... Is it, a certain length of time? Do, is it the same? Like, day? What does it look like? 
Well, I, I have used a myriad of tactic, uh, uh, techniques, I suppose. But um, so I've been a keen student of Zen for, for many, many, many years, decades. Uh, and also, I very much enjoy the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda, who wrote the book Autobiography of a Yogi and founded the Self-Realization Fellowship. So those, those two, I draw inspiration and um, I get a lot of training. We have a Zen center close to here, which is, which is pretty convenient, uh, one of only 20 in Australia. So, so the other two places that I, I go to, but in particular, the, the philosophy and the practices of Zen seem to suit my personality especially well. I like that. Thank you. I've, I've made notes. That's just mainly just for me, but I've made some notes of that as well. So thank you. Um, who, close or distant, has been the most influential person on your growth and direction and ultimately where you are today? Right. Well, that's an easy one. That's Paramahanda Yogananda, um, who I just mentioned. But yeah. if I go way back when, in my early days in sales and marketing, it was a fellow called Dudley Houghton, okay. who no one will know, and he's long since departed this earth. But he was my, uh, he was my mentor in the early days. Um, practical, practical person with effective selling techniques, a good grasp of psychology, uh, and so I learned and sat at his feet for four years and reported to him to pretty much every single week for four years while I was cutting my teeth in the world of sales and marketing. Yeah, I love it. I love it. What was, what was the name? Sorry, Dudley? Dudley Houghton. 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 Okay. Yes. Uh, never wrote a book. <laughs> it, it wasn't especially good at speaking to groups of people. Okay. It was just a quiet, unassuming mentor that um, really, really knew his, his onion, so to speak. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Um, this, I think this might be an obvious one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, is there a particular book that you recommend people read at the moment? Well, well yeah. I'd, look, I'd, I'd always I'd recommend that people read The 80-20 Principle by Richard Koch. Okay. Because uh, only so many people are going to want to read about a yogi, but pretty much everyone is interested in The 80-20 Principle, which is what are the areas in my personal life, my relationships, my health, uh, my time? What are the areas in my business, my marketing, my sales, my client work that I could focus on that 20% that's going to give me 80% of the result. And having done that, what's the 20%, sorry, what's the, what's the 20% of that 20% that's going to give me 160 and so on. We can go on and on. Yeah. But the 80-20, the 80-20 principle by Richard Koch, K-O-C-H, uh, is without question outside of philosophical or religious, um, you know, debaters and so on. It's the best book I've ever written, ever read. Really, uh, and it, and it's a whole it's a whole series of workshops in itself. Yeah, so yeah. that'd be my, my my top recommendation for a book. Thank you. I will I will pop a link in the show notes to that. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a copy of that as well because uh, I would I would love to take a look. Um, final two questions. If there was one message or one quote that you could get out to the world. Tom, what would it be? What would it say? Back yourself. I love it. Back yourself. Listen to the first thought that you have and back yourself and do that. I, that incredibly empowering. Thank you. And final question. Uh, the name of the podcast is Influence. And I'd love to know, Tom, what does the word influence mean to you? Ah, ethical persuasion. Ethical persuasion. So, so, so I follow the principle of highest and greatest good. I mentioned karma before, which is doing unto others and so on, as you'd like to. But, but ethical persuasion. So ethical is, uh, ethics is uh, around obedience to the unenforceable. There's no law to say you can or can't do it. And how do you know if something's ethical? How do you know if it's something that's good? Well, you make a decision. Again, back yourself. But 
you draw the line somewhere and you say, well, that's no longer ethical and you get to choose what that is, but, but you'll know what it is. It's instinctive. So other than sociopaths, psychopaths and narcissists, everyone else knows what's ethical and what's not. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Eth ethical persuasion. I, I think that's, I think that's a wonderful place to leave it there. And, and thank you so much. I, I do greatly appreciate you taking the time because I know how much is going on at the moment, Tom, with, with, with the launch um, and such of, of the book. Um, and thank you again for sending me a copy. I'm, I'm going to pop a link in the show notes for, for your book as well, Marketing with Webinars, um, which again, for anybody watching the video version, I'm holding up to the screen at the moment. Um, and just one more recap. I'm going to put the link in, um, Tom, which uh, will, will, will redirect people um, to the book. So that's going to be jakeadamdavy.com forward slash Tom. Um, but where can people find you? Where is the easiest place for people to find you if they want to learn more? Leadsology.guru is our main website. So leads as in lead generation, leads, plural, ology.guru. Leadsology.guru. Fantastic. That's it. Again, I'll put that in the show notes. So anybody that's been listening today and would like to know more, um, please do head over to leadsology.guru to find out more about Tom and the team. Tom, thank you so much. I would uh, love to do this again, perhaps you know, a, a few months down the line, um, we, can, we can get a bit of feedback on the launch and how that's gone. Uh, I'm certainly going to be um, implementing some of the, the principles that you've talked about with, with regards to webinars and the, um, the open uh, network partnerships that you talked about as well. So I love that. Um, thank you again. Greatly appreciated. Um, is there anything final that you'd like to say just to leave us with? Nope. I think I've, I've, uh, I'll be in danger of outstaying my welcome if I do that. I just wanted to say thank you again for the opportunity. It's a real privilege to be able to share. Thanks, Jack. No, thank you, Tom. You've added a whole load of value to, to me and I'm sure to everybody listening as well. So thank you so much. For everybody that's listening, thank you again for being with us. Uh, I do trust that you've taken a load from this, uh, this interview today. I certainly have. And I look forward to seeing you all in the next episode. Take care. Hi, friends. Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavy. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people, please do pass that on. It will be very much appreciated. And as you know, when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust, there really is nothing better. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay on mission, do something extraordinary for others, keep inspiring and keep growing your circle of influence. Goodbye.